Hey everybody, check out the first three episodes of the new Outlaws and Old Ones podcast dropping on April 13th, 2021. All three episodes, four and a half hours of content, entirely unfiltered fun. Check it out, like, rate, and subscribe. Ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? Yo, what up, you toads and toadettes? Welcome to another fabulous episode of Are We Friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three little ragdoll boys are picked up by the master hand to engage with their interests one at a time to see if they are still friends anymore in a fighting arena type environment or if it's just an electronic inertia. This week, we are talking about kind of a broader interest of mine um, that I kept secret for a long time. The kind of like to the general this was public. a secret. I know, I know. Oh, it's been long since revealed, but uh, today yeah, we're been. talking about yeah. uh, retro video games. Oh, by that the way, question. I loved. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Toads and Toadettes. Are you referring to Toad and Toadette of Mario fame or to Toads from Battle Toads? It's an excellent question. <laughs> I was definitely referring to Toad and Toadette of Mario canon. I've I feel like I like, knew that they, because none of the the toads from Battle Toads are, are are called are Toad or Toad. Battle Toads are like pus and jizz and like fucking <laughs> cock up pants. All and that shit. Yeah, you're not far off. Awful. I think really, I want to say subliminally, probably subconsciously, I just wanted to say Battle Toads you because to I love battle the Battle Toads. <laughs> Dude, you're not the first person to tell me that. I remember I was talking to my buddy Ian, the same guy we had on for our camp episode. And I told him about my job. Um, I used to manage a retro video game store in college, uh, not a GameStop or anything like that, but like a local store. A cool and I told place. Him, yeah, you would cool want place. to go. And I, I told him about it. Like, oh man, remember Battle Toads? <laughs> like, There's something about them toads, dude. I so I didn't actually play Battle Toads as, as a child. They had a they have a Battle Toads console, like a, a cabinet at the mm-hmm. uh, the bar arcade in Richmond. Oh, sick. that is not the name of the bar arcade. By <laughs> the way, it's just the just, bar arcade. I think mean, it's like the fire bar them arcade. from their own ownership of that place. I'd be like, "Fuck you!" That's yeah. awful. God, it's gonna be nice to be able to go back to that place. It touch will. Oh, I'm so excited. Touch. I'm gonna black out. <sighs> now I've got the money that I can just get like twenty dollars in quarters and get hammered. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to go fucking bonkers on Tetris. I oh, love playing yeah. fucking. Oh, and the and I'm gonna beat that TMNT game. I gotta oh, beat yeah. that TMNT game. Not gonna that, lie, dude, we gotta hit up that DDR again. Just mm, getting fucking hammered and spilling mm, over DDR, dude. I'm very bad at dancing. I like it a lot. <laughs> That's a great idea. That place always. I think we've only gone like one or two times, and one of the times I was just side eyeing and like stumbling over to whenever the chance I got. The fucking Guitar Hero oh, was so just nice. bringing back fucking vibes from how long ago in a distant past. Sort of like things were just like. I can do it again. And I was just like, let me get that around my neck. Start strumming away. And it was like, don't do it, Brian. Dude, it's so good. It's so much fun to do it. Anybody who hasn't gone to a barcade, by the way, you should absolutely go. Because it. I, this one at least gives me the the vibes of like, this is where bad kids hang, hung out in the yeah. 90s. You know? Yeah. There's just, there's, they, for some reason, kids Foot are allowed in there were until, here to, yeah, exactly. from the live action movie. Uh, for some reason, kids are allowed in there until like 7 p.m. 
but the place is never kid friendly. Like I've watched people like drop a glass of beer out of their hand and they just keep walking. Like, <laughs> everything is sticky. It's like horrible, you know. No, it's wild though how quickly some of the rules came back. Uh, you know, like oh. people putting quarters on the cabinet. Like I've yeah, got next game. But it definitely gives me a. It makes me nostalgic for something I never had, which was like you know boys becoming men in a sweaty, gross arcade as you play Street Fighter Two or whatever. And there's yeah. like four different cabinets i will say the the coin to like on on top of the cabinet somebody has to reach over you to do that when they do that and it's like i'm, I'm like that meme with the the guy holding his hand up and it's like is this anarchism <laughs> <laughs> so i have no power i have my strength is my only power there's it's been you, sapped from me because a guy moved his arm <laughs> Yeah. Everybody just follows these rules, and if anyone were to break them, there's nothing you can do about yeah, it. They're all bigger than me. And I know <laughs> this isn't true, but I remember distinctly <laughs> that whoever was good at the Guitar Hero game the last time I went to the barcade, I imagine them with, like, kind of long hair still whipping it through and there's like a crowd of like men who wanted to be him women who wanted to be with him you know kind of that guy as he's rocking an electric guitar controller (laughs) a plastic (laughs) it's a there's electricity going through i actually don't know how the hardware works there may be no electric thinking about it no no the wireless one has batteries. There's okay. got to be electricity. There, okay. There is. Okay. There is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something I wanted to talk about is actually yes. uh, some of the some of the hardware in classic video games. So let's yes. let's start from the beginning here. Let's do it. Um, let's first disambiguate kind of what I mean and what I think everyone means when they mean retro video games. There's an era that's too old and an era that's too new, and somewhere nestled between there is kind of where I feel like the popular imagination sits. Ooh, so where, what do you what do you consider too old? Anything before the 8-bit era, I'm talking mm. like Pong and Atari, uh, like the Atari, anything Commodore before 64 th- is Atari 2600. I, like, maybe the see, Commodore I would 64 actually, counts. See, I would go. mark now Pong we're, we're as, as the first. Pong for me is the beginning of it all. Okay, so like that Atari 2600, that's, you know, like with the wood panel, the Vader style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> all right. I, I absolutely agree because of the like the, the the image of the Atari, but mm-hmm. I feel like most people's experience that I've ever talked to kind of begins with the NES. Yeah. Well, the the Pong was also Pong was also not just like a there was no gamers back then, right? Like it was just a console <laughs> that was sold at like department <laughs> yeah. stores. Yeah, yeah. it's just what? a thit. It was like check out this cool electronic gizmo we made up. You shift some dials around, you make those stupid lights move. It was everybody very, liked it. It was very funny before we kind of worked out the copyright issues with okay. Can you copyright a format of game that every department store had their own version of the Atari? Uh, And you can find some like the Sears branded Atari or the whatever branded this that played the like the Atari 2600 cartridges. And Mm -hmm. then everyone had their own manufacturer for the cartridges. So they all kind of looked a little different and they don't quite stack right. It's very funny to see after kind of that first, second, third generation, we had standardized. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Pong is super fun, by the way. All oh, yeah. other Atari it games is. fucking suck, dude. I've never found a good Atari game besides Pong. Oh, our first little... We're going to drop a couple of little nuggets of history, pop culture history. The E.T. game for the Atari 2600. Mm-hmm. They were so confident 
that it was going to be an amazing game, that they made several million more copies of the game than there were currently Atari 2600s like in people's homes. And I don't know if that was an error it's amazing. or if that was hubris, but it obviously didn't sell one to one, let alone Not one to seven or whatever <laughs> it was. So there are places in the American Southwest where there are just huge containers of Atari 2600 ET games buried. Just and like they just put them in the ground in the desert. That's yeah. one of those ones that always sounds like a myth. And I, but I, I often look up like these things that we hear about. I don't remember the full details of it, but I'm pretty sure that like the landfill is like for sure true. Like it for, is. Yes. for sure they definitely yeah. can go find them still. <laughs> Very. It's, it's like Jerry Maguire, but you know, not VHS tapes. Well, Jerry um, Maguire is a, is a purposeful. Oh. I would say malicious <laughs> collection. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we talked about it on our VHS episode. There's a, a particular Ooh. brand of niche oh. psychopath that just collects Jerry Maguire <laughs> on VHS, and they call them Jerry's. And like, they build themselves thrones and bathe with them. Like, there's no one who casually does this. They yeah, want the, to be the top. The largest collectors have, like, a picture where there's just this big, hairy, naked guy, like, in a bathtub covered in Jerry's. Yeah. I love Psychopaths. It. So... I guess if we start from Pong then, retro video uh-huh. games go from that pretty much until the 128-bit, like the very, very beginning of the sixth genera- the sixth era of um, video games, which for me ends at the Sega Dreamcast. Um, Sega Dreamcast oh, okay. came out after Nintendo 64, but before the release of the PlayStation 2. And for whatever reason, the PlayStation 2, GameCube, like that era, to me feels like that's the beginning of modern gaming you know okay okay um sure and that's an opinion it's, that's an opinion i just want to yeah, clarify yeah, yeah. time wise just for everybody's time concerns because like to, to figure out where we're at uh final fantasy 20 years ago was final fantasy 10 on yeah. the ps2 Oof. that was 20 years ago i just want to clarify like so in terms of where we're going how far back we're going like we are entering territory of like this isn't. I don't like the sound of these anymore. I will it say there's. This is there, gonna make me feel old. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Is it's gonna make me feel very old. I'm with you because there's definitely something in my brain that is still like the the Nintendo GameCube is a new console. It's relatively like, new. It console. came out yeah, like, recently <laughs> because I think it just, it was the first console to like really come out once I had reached full consciousness. You know, yep. yeah, like baby kid consciousness. PS2 yep. is that for me. It's it's like the console to me. I don't. Yeah. I have I had consoles before that and I played stuff before but like that one is like yep this is it in and terms of it's concern. I'm sure it has something to do with our age we're all yes. hovering around 30 so for us we were a little bit too <laughs> young to play Super really Nintendo rounded up you rounded up there a little bit man you really you really just kind of you just kind of shot us right over there huh I'm I mean, sorry buddy but uh, you know uh, we're That's looking how math into, works. You round it up to we, 30 now. We just look. I round down to 25 right now. <laughs> we look, you, I round by Very five. generous to yourself. I That's very much looking in the rearview mirror and seeing something close to you going, hmm, that's a... And then looking down and saying, objects are closer than they appear. And, real, and yeah. seeing that it's 30 in the rearview mirror coming up to you. Yeah. Wait, how old am I? Am I on the wrong... I well, straight up shoot as a shoot. I... Do not count the birthday that happened 
this quarantine, even though it 100% happened and that's my mm. age for real, I still am like, yeah, this year I'm turning that <laughs> Like This, this year idea. was the first year that I forgot my age. Right. Like, I was yeah. filling something in and I typed Ha-ha. in 25. I'm like, that's not right not anymore. Even, that nope. hasn't been right for Wrong. a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> had to fix that one. But, I, you know, I, I agree that, yeah, what Jorge said, the GameCube was really the first one. And what it was is it's the first one that I remember the day that I got it. You know, I don't remember like the N64. I remember having, I remember yeah. having a Game Boy. Well, I guess I do remember the day I got a Game Boy. It was Game my very Boy first might video technically game. be the one it's for all of us there. as the, well, yeah. because I think the, a similar way, but the difference is I remember getting the N64, but I also remember being like, okay, and now thank God for the N64 that you just got (laughs) very different vibes from when it's like, you're, you're an older child now and you're receiving a product. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, thank you for the sweet man. (laughs) Thank you, Santa, who might be God. It's hard to tell. I'm young. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's the same guy at this point. I don't know. Yeah. And thank you, Santa, for all the gifts that you bring us, the bountiful manna from the north. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Uh, My first game was Pokemon Snap for N64. That, uh, as a fun fact, which I know no one would know, the retro video game store that I managed, that was the very first trade-in ever was Pokemon Ooh. Snap for the N64. Wow. And Maybe I it was my to... copy of Pokemon Snap. You, you were there. You did, no, actually. I know for a fact that you still have your copy of Pokemon Snap. <laughs> of course Snap. I still have my <laughs> copy of Pokemon Snap. Are you so I ever to... going to give that shit up? There's a new new one coming out, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, it actually looks pretty good. So I wanted to talk about kind of my relationship really quick before we kind of... I got a couple of questions lined up for us here. Okay. Um, I, I ran this store for like two years. I was the manager. Into the um, ground. And actually, it was Brian. Brian and I went to it the first time together, and that's the reason I got the job. So I, I had a couple. And they went, Jesus yeah, Christ. Well, if we can't, I'm not, we can't I have that guy. We'll take that the, fucking you know, the fucking gremlin. Let's have shirt. this guy here who's a person. <laughs> oh, sorry. Never mind. But, um, I had I was hanging out with Brian. It was the year that we overlapped in, uh, in going to the same college. A I had a couple of retro video games, like older video game things, things that weren't going to make it in the permanent collection, you know, that mm-hmm. my brother and I had talked about. I'm like, yeah, let's donate this. Let's hold the, you know, store credit. You're coming here next year. I'll hold off. I'm not going to spend it till you come here. You know, that sort of conversation. And we went and Brian and I had a pretty good time. And I remember that we had a very <laughs> heated conversation about the Universal Media Disc release of Godzilla UMD. 2000 for the PSP. And I was trying to defend it as a reasonable way to watch <sighs> that movie. And Brian thought that was the stupidest shit. You're, you're, so you're, you're arguing with a, with a cinema major. <laughs> About watching with, Godzilla with, on a PSP. You are yeah. arguing with <laughs> both a cinema, like a film major, and an owner of a PSP. So I knew <laughs> what it was like to watch movies on that fucking monstrosity. No. Yeah. Even as a child, I did I'd not buy a movie Bill for the on PSP. PSP. I'd kill Bill Volume One on PSP. <laughs> I. But that's the strangest thing. Like I have one movie still. On UMD. Godzilla. Uh, it's not Godzilla, actually. Fuck. I managed to get rid of that one when I worked there. I snuck it in the pile, so I never had to deal with it. Because <laughs> they weren't going to take it that day. Of course not. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I have a movie called Steam Boy, and it's only because I, I never watched... I still have not watched the movie because no I, I 
don't I'm not refuse little, to watch it on you PS- watch yeah. PS- <laughs> uh, but it's you know it's like a steampunk anime uh movie and it always looked really cool like, i remember it has a brochure in it so i looked through the brochure like oh man this movie's gonna be amazing when i watch it someday still have to watch <laughs> that movie <laughs> but See, brian and i were um doing this bit together and I ended up doing a bit a is in quotes because we that was a shoot like that was a I was upset <laughs> I wasn't it was a bit in that someone else watching it would go wow what a funny little exchange I was not happy continue so after that a couple months later I got the job and I worked there for two about two two years two three years and I loved it and I learned a lot there and so I wanted to share this with you guys today and my first question is do you have either a favorite retro video game kind of of the the era that we talked about in the beginning mm-hmm. or do you have one that you in thinking about it for the last few days like shit i would really love to play x i i know my top two and i, I can give you my top one almost for sure <laughs> friday the 13th no for yep. nintendo entertainment system Ugh. Easy peasy, yep. lemon squeezy. Not joking. This is real. This is not a. This is not a drill. You're. Everybody fucking hates that game, and yes. I love it. I've tried You've to get people over. Copy, right? I have a physical copy. <laughs> I have a busted ass Retron, so I can't play it, but I have it. Bro, I, I got also- you. I got an NES in the closet in the next room. I'm just gonna bring that shit over. That game is hell look, yeah. Look, I have a thing. It's, it happens in video games. It happens in music. It happens all over the place. I like it when shit is fucking unique and they're doing something different. There is no other game for Nintendo that is anything like Friday the 13th for Nintendo. No. No. Not, now, that alone. That's but technically I also thought, true. I also <laughs> thought it was cool and fun. And it w- everybody complains about it being super hard. But was, so was every other fucking game on that system. All the games were impossible. I don't know why all of a sudden Friday the 13th is getting crap for it. So I agree with that sentiment because that was simply how, like, they couldn't do the equivalent of quarters to fucking milk you dry for your money. So they were like, mm-hmm. we'll just make you pay all the quarters up front and we'll make it $60 <laughs> worth of difficulty. Like, you'll want to bang your head against one fucking level in every single game. So I agree with you there because that's just what they did. Yeah. Even um, on an emulator, when I can go backwards in time, <laughs> like when I can just reverse when I make a mistake, I still can't beat the game. Yeah. Day, even day two, Uber Jason's just impossible. Okay, guys, <laughs> Uber Jason's impossible to defeat. I've read the guides. I know you guys say you can do it. It's not possible. You can't beat Uber Jason. I don't care who you are. Lol, <laughs> Brian, you got one. Um, from that air. Oh, I. So there's always the classics. There's the. I mean, I was a big. We had a SNES. We had a Super Nintendo at our house, and I remember nights of like staying up and watching my dad beat super mario brothers on the all-stars <laughs> not let you play um no <laughs> he'd let us play but we were just like here we don't know how what the fuck we're Can doing you beat like, this level dad yeah it was a hundred percent that it was just like whatever <laughs> and fuck yeah kid he's like absolutely <laughs> duh apparently was smoking a cigar and was changing the oil and was like yeah i assume it was the 70s time. i don't know I somehow it was, it was when i because i'm 50 years old at this point. um we're just aging ourselves up rapidly. I did have, I enjoyed the Star Wars games that came out for that. They were, again, a fucking mess, but there was a great bunch of using the lightsaber to fucking absolutely smash through all the Jawas on Ooh. the outside and inside oh. of the the uh, 
giant fucking thing was really cool. Um, and then Alien versus Predator, where you got to play as the Predator and you just mowed through a bunch of xenomorphs. And Dude, it was awesome. Alien versus Predator games are literally always good. I they, I, I think they always get bad reviews. <laughs> I've played many different versions of them on different consoles. The, and they're um, always awesome. The last Alien game. Um, Alien really Isolation really, is fucking Yeah, it got rad. a lot of really good buzz. Yeah, I didn't play that one terrifying. it looked too scary. It yeah, was I wasn't very gonna, scary. Gonna, they have VR version too. I'm like, I'm not going in there, dude. You're not going to get me hell? fighting that thing. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like when everyone thinks like, who who do you admire and who do you want to be? And everyone goes, Harry Potter or I don't know, Katniss Everdeen. No one says Sigourney Weaver. Ellen Ripley. Ripley. Fucking alien. Ripley and Alien. Ripley like, is no, the only answer. I don't want to be a horrifying, like, terrified person battling this one devil-made creature through space until I become it. You know, like, fuck. I forget where it was. It was somewhere on Twitter, but I just loved, someone was like, my wife just watched Alien, and she has the greatest review, like, summation of the plot I've ever seen. There's a smart woman in charge with a cat. Nobody listens to the smart woman in charge, and they all die, except for the smart woman in charge and the cat. And it's like... We've yes. talked about it. We've talked about Alien, but we, I don't think we really harped on the point that Ripley tries to enforce the quarantine oh procedure, it's... and some dude says, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> That's the whole fucking reason. Like, oh, I'm sorry that the woman in charge tried to, like, uh... keep us honest to the fucking rules here. This, that the whole, the whole movie is a, is a, is a moral yeah. story about, like, what happens when you don't listen to women in charge. <laughs> You know, I think the cat is the one of the only creatures in that entire series to make it all the way to the end. It's dead by four. How do you well, know? Well, but four is set so many years. years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, no, but that no, it I survived. Mean, it survived. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. like that's a TKO. I mean, it, it didn't a, get it didn't get yeah. killed by the events of the movie. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. You're right. Everybody else, like during movie, even <laughs> if they, you think they make it out, they get a sequel twenty years later and just fucking drive them right back into the. Guess grave. what? Guess yeah. the uh, so at the end of Alien One, the cat Jinxie is in the thing with Ripley, the sleep mm-hmm. pot or whatever, and then when they wake her up. Uh, the Jinxie's fine, and then she doesn't come with her with the Marines to fight the alien yeah. and the queens. That, exactly. just, that cat just lives a happy, wonderful life on the space station. Yeah. Well, whoever adopted it. That's the thing. If somebody adopted it, I hope. <laughs> it wasn't crossed. just like, all right, here, kitty, kitty, and they press the big red button. Taylor, <laughs> 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 the same as the alien. <laughs> so, apart from, oh my god. So yeah. That Apart was, from letting um, kittens out of airlocks, what is your favorite thing to do from the nineties? Uh, I was thinking about Super Mario 80s. World. Oh um, yeah, mm. Super Mario World is it's so very good. Uh, and weirdly, been having a craving to play Mario Golf for the N sixty four. Really, that is weird. Yeah, it's, I don't. I <laughs> I never owned strange. it. I played it on like a Blockbuster rental when we were younger. Sure, mm. uh, and it was awesome. I loved it. Sports uh, games so, are always good. Yeah. yeah. The Mario I, sports games are always good. I dude, I love like FIFA and shit. Uh well I've really, really? I, FIFA's I good, only play like, I've Madden? only played FIFA and I've only played not that much of it, but really? I've always thought it was super fun. I mostly just run around slide tackling people. No, of course. <laughs> I mean <laughs> take, hello. It, take it with a grain of salt, you know. But, Did you ever play uh, uh, getting super red Mario cards strikers? Yeah. Uh no. It was the soccer game for Mario. They mm, had one that, for the GameCube. It was pretty sick. I knew about golf. Uh, I did want to give a quick PSA, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is the Switch single game that includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, 
and Super Mario Galaxy mm-hmm. all in one. That one was for uh for an anniversary of some kind. So it is no longer on the e-store and they're not making any more copies of that game. Yeah. That game is no longer Aww. being published. So if you want to get that, you should buy it like right now cuz I might yeah, it's, okay. I just I just bought it because I'm like I'm not I wanted to do that and I didn't know that there was like a time limit on this shit. I thought it would only get cheaper with time. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Quietly starts turning on yeah. his switch because <laughs> it like right. like a few days it like literally uh, at the end of last month I think uh, they took it off the e store. So so that's one of the constants of retro video games. Mm-hmm. There, if it's a Nintendo original title, it will hold its value uh, almost like. I think a uh, used copy of Ocarina of Time for the N64 might be just about the exact price that it Damn. was. And that was a well-produced, like a, a massively produced game. Oh, like, sure. It's not a rare game by any means. <laughs> but if you get something crazy like Conker's Bad Fur Day, I that love... shit. Yeah. Fuck Con- you. Well, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the era of N64 when Toys R Us was already starting to be picked clean of everything. Yeah. I remember it was just the the N sixty four section had like an entire wall of Conquerors Bad Fur Day because they're like this is this is all that's left <laughs> It's a bunch of really really cheap N sixty four consoles and Conquerors Bad Fur Day and I was like I'll take one of these there or no a couple of consoles like easy <laughs> man that's that's the thing you just who could have known you know if I had I I could go back and buy like I will take six or seven boxes of first edition Pokemon cards and I will not open them for 25 years. Yeah, and then, sure, I, you know, sure, sure. here we are now. Um, yeah. Cause you think so, it'd be easy to predict, but beanie babies, no. I know beanie babies. Uh, I remember my mom Some kids didn't go to college because they, their parents invested in beanie babies. I, I remember it was either my, I think my mom was there. I think both of my parents were there, but I think my dad technically made the purchase of they bought like I think it was the Princess Diana beanie baby out of some guy's trunk. Like they were in a parking oh. lot and they bought it. and I'm like, what? Like I hear this story and I'm like, y'all are nuts. Like you just, oh, I'm man. crazy, but what the fuck? Like what was, wait, but was she like an animal or was it, it was the special edition? I think she was like the bear, but it was like the special edition of the mm. it was like a limited edition one. Because of the whole it, dying. Just like cabbage thing. patch kids. Blows yeah. my mind. That yes, actually, Funko yeah, Pops. Yeah. Funko Pops have been able to fill that gap of a toy that is. I don't get like, Funko Pops. I don't. I don't, I don't get, get them, them either. I don't get them either. They are utterly unresellable, but they're <laughs> in, like they hold their value. Like yeah. everyone is convinced that certain ones, like the toucan, the the cereal mascot ones, are they go for like hundred and fifty fucking dollars on ebay the last time i checked because i got a buddy of mine who collects funko pops Mm -hmm. you can't turn around and sell that shit so like i don't know how funko has managed to create the myth that these have value (laughs) because they were selling for this but they're very rarely sold for this i'm yeah i'm I'm, I'm having trouble understanding so you can't people won't buy them if you try to sell them so how is their their resale value there is isn't it just zero People only the only people buying Funko Pops are Funko Pop collectors. Right. You know, it's not like a sure. commonly traded thing. So people who collect Funko Pops already have all of the all of the Funko Pops that you're trying to yeah. offload. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're Funko Pop collectors. So it's just this kind of incestuous 
re-churning of, well, I've got the rarest one, which I'll never let go of, but oh my god, someone's parent took their Funko Pops and is selling a rare one. Let's snatch it really fast. <laughs> but you can never resell that, because ne- a good one's now never going to be resold. It. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's... Well, what about if you're new on the Funko Pop scene? Fuck you, I'm it's sorry. too late. No, but yeah, wouldn't you want to buy them from these collectors? Probably. Yeah, but they don't want to sell them. Wait, so they also don't want... They don't... Well, nobody wants to sell or buy them. Every, what you're yes. telling me. Dude, I'm telling you. Anything that's up for sale I, I have won't trouble. be bought because they don't need it. Yeah. Because they already have it. Fungo Pop and emails. I, I have such <laughs> trouble understanding the Funko Pop thing. Because I'm, I'm not an economist. I, I, I read Wealth of Nations a couple years ago and some of Das Kapital, which is harder. I don't <laughs> understand how there is an economy around these Funko Pops because there's not a lot of movement is is mm-hmm. the thing. Things are statically worth a lot, but don't ever seem to trade at that value. They're I just can, like they have sure. a mythical value about them. I can see you with like the pencil tucked behind your ear, holding an economics textbook in one hand and holding up Funko Pop <laughs> up to the light with the other. <laughs> I'm not trying like to with a jeweler's this. magnifying yeah, glass like, in my eye. <laughs> what the fuck is this going on? <laughs> you will reveal your secrets to me. <laughs> yeah, I I received a Funko Pop. As a gift, yeah, and I'm like this is such a burden. What am I supposed to do with this giant fucking cube of nonsense that everybody makes a big deal of? Now I can't just get rid of this whole cube of space that does nothing for me. I what am I gonna do? Few... Take it out of the box? You're out of your mind. Oh, I do. That got took out of the box so fucking fast. Funko, um, at the store at the store, Funko uh. had a couple of mystery boxes that were not the usual weird square ones, but like really just nice vinyl figures for Cuphead. So I, I, I wanted weird Satan, I like and I wanted the two cups. Yes, really badly. Mm-hmm. So it ended up like. Uh, God, how are we going to do this right now? So I bought a couple of them. And after I bought a couple in good faith, we looked up like, all right, what's the weight of all of these? So I weighed (laughs) my my bag and the box together. And then every remaining one, like, I just want Satan. So now I do. I have the Satan and the two cups. That's fair game. That's amazing. I think that's that's fair game. That's that's totally by the books. We got the idea. Uh because Pokemon cards, you can weigh. If you have a scale that's precise what? enough, uh, holographic cards weigh more. Off. And if you have something that deals in the like the, the, the decimal of grams, you can, or at least you used to be able to. They might have adjusted the Probably, weights now. Yeah. But back in the day, you could weigh packs of Pokemon cards and with a fair degree of certainty know if there was a holographic card in there. Conversely, you could do what me and my cousins did did and just steal Yu-Gi-Oh cards. There you go. There, <laughs> there, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Um, I do like um, the idea of them filling the bags of uh, Pokemon cards with sand to make sure that they're all the same weight. <laughs> all right. So second question I had for you guys is, is there a game that you never got the chance to play that mm. you really wanted to? I can Ooh. tell you that uh, one of my friends had StarCraft 64, which is a multi player split screen you know how i love split screen multiplayer split screen everyone version does of man starcraft uh i only got to play it once at his house and never got it again because it still cost like 50 bucks last time oh. i checked yeah awful also i would love to play starcraft um one of you can play it right now well but like on n64 with on somebody N64. else who That's also does not gimmick. know how to play Starcraft. who is like what's yeah. going on yeah yeah <laughs> 
There's a speaking of <laughs> star, I guess is the only segue. There is still Holy a fantasy moly. star online um, server mm-hmm. available. Wow. If you plug a, if you happen to be the kind of person who has the limited edition Ethernet port connector for a Dreamcast, yes, not the dial-up one, you can still get on that fantasy star online <laughs> server. Um, as far as yeah. games that I actually haven't played and wanted to, anytime I've heard about a game that I want to play, I just fired up an emulator and I played it. So unfortunately, yes. I I kind of. I had I did this awful thing where I really went through just completely exterminating any little scrap of nostalgia that could have been left in my brain, and now oh. I have nothing nothing left to hold dear. Oh, no. I guess nostalgia does have like an air of mystery to it. You know, like, if you if you too concretely remember something, it's hard to be nostalgic about it because you know then the reality seeps in. You know, the, the, That's the not things true. that are less than perfect, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Warehouse level violently disagrees with what you just said. <laughs> All I that have is nostalgia is for that, and I could incredible. play that level right now. Like I would. So, fucking... well, for me, the thing is, nostalgia is a feeling, right? Like there's a sure. there's a positive feeling that you get when you're like experiencing or thinking about this particular thing. I the place where I can mo- I'm most acutely aware of it is with old TV shows when streaming services came out. I since I was also able to watch things from beginning to end, I destroyed any nostalgic feeling that was left in any old yeah. TV show that I cared about. Like the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, eviscerated. <laughs> I devoured just, that show. Just... So for me, uh, it was a it was a Star Wars game. I have never played the Rogue Squadron games. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Like any, any of the N64 ones, like the LucasArts games for N64, sure. where you played... You when you piloted those cool ships, yeah. never got to play them, and always wanted to. Yeah, yeah I, really I, did, I did get to play. Sorry, that one. spoiler. Yeah, those are good. really good. <laughs> There's also yeah. a pod racing game that was super fun. Dude, that shit's awesome. Pod racer was pretty rad. <laughs> pod racing's so good, dude. Um, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is like I would have liked to play. Uh, I think I would have liked to play Castlevania more and mm. i think technically to be specific i would want to play symphony of the night which was the metroidvania which where it becomes that big map and you're going everywhere because i never again like i played metroid like you know i played them briefly but i didn't like finish them all because of course i didn't it, my friends know me as i fucking takes me eons to finish a game <laughs> if i ever do um and it's very i'm the same way with anime they're like just watch what like that's the argument for someone to watch one is like oh brian watched this one all the way through you should watch it and i'm like fuck okay well i feel upset now but um yeah i think like a metroidvania would have been nice because it would have to see them like figure out how to make something complex and move back like it has that dark souls vibe of like everything Mm. is connected and you can move around through things in a different way and that gives you a secret by trying this sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, some of those. I don't know. And then I could play, again, I played it, and I have the blue fucking cartridge of it, but a game that I wish I could have played more, even though I already played a bunch of hours of it, is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, because Jesus fucking Christ, what a good game. Hey, you can get, they redid it, man. You I know. You can get it, and I have it. I really it's should get that fucking Did they release that for Switch yet? Uh, I don't think so i think it was the oh, damn playstation xbox consoles it's it's still just it's, it's tony hawk still it uh That's all i want i you know i i didn't get as much of a kick out of it as i thought i would I'm just like i'm still just 
It's still just Tony Hawk. I, I don't know. Maybe it was something about know. it back then. It was better That's on the older the consoles somehow. I don't know. That, I can Pro totally Skater 3, that. I spent a lot of time oh playing God. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 for the GameCube. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is I might have played 3, and this was 1 and 2 that I got as one Yeah. Then game. you wouldn't. No, 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 no. That's. Then it's not hitting the same, like, nerve, like, the set of things. Because you're like, right. these aren't the right set of synapses. What you got, Hori? What's something you wish you could have played? I'm I'm thinking through it. Something that Brian mentioned that that comes to mind is I it it one I hate spoilers. Two, whenever anything comes out <laughs> that has like a history to it, I'm like I need to go all the way back to the very beginning and consume it from beginning to now. Yeah, so way. I'm sure Oof. that's probably that's probably where I would find something. I'm having trouble remembering one right now, but something where the game series started in retro games, and I would have wanted to to go through them. Wow. Okay. That's that's my guess. Uh, everything else I've, I think I've already played my guess. that I wanted to. <laughs> so I wanted to give you guys one that I think is worth looking into to play because it mm-hmm. was a very not well-known game, but I've played like 10 seconds of it and I've seen people play it before. Like not like 10 seconds, but like 10 minutes. Of I it, know. Like, I just like the idea people that play you got to the start screen and went, and I'm done. <laughs> but it was fucking incredible. It was a game only released for the Sega Genesis, which is probably why it wasn't. Like, we never heard about it as kids. It's called mm. Comics with an X Oh, zone. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a side scroller <laughs> where you are also traveling through the panes of a comic book and can travel like up, down, left, right Ooh. through the panes yeah. of comic books while you're doing side scrolling beat 'em up. Uh it's fucking awesome and it is one of the most like unique games that I I saw out of that era, that 16-bit mm. um, Sega Genesis and 16 mm-hmm. uh, sorry, um, Super Nintendo era that it really pushed what you could do with with like sprite and pixels. It was really cool. Definitely. Um so I check don't it know, out. man. Dreamcast had a Sonic Adventure Battle. Wait, Sonic Adventure. Adventure 2, just, Sonic just Sonic they had Sonic Adventure. Adventure and then GameCube yes. was Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Battle. Yeah. Sonic uh, Adventure 2 colon battle. But without the that colon. That was colon 128 <laughs> bit. The Genesis was <laughs> only sixteen bit. And then the Genesis had the 32-bit add-on, and then the Sega Saturn was the properly 32-bit, and then the Dreamcast was 128-bit, by far Sega's most successful um, console. Dude. And then unfortunately, the end of it, because the PS2 came out like a year <laughs> later and pretty much showed everybody like, oh, yeah, um, this is dumb because we can play DVDs on this thing, and it comes with Ethernet, which is not really a thing yet, but they just gave it to us. Like, it's... Yeah. The, the, I... I... <clears throat> I I never had it, but my I at my friend's house they had the Dreamcast, and it will always have fond memories in my heart. It always felt like it got such a raw fucking deal most of the time. Like it was definitely doing some weird shit, and things were definitely like, "Ugh, this is don't do that again." The next time you have a chance to make a console, but like, there's some fun gems on there. Fucking uh, Jack Grind Radio was on there. You could, Soul Calibur. Typing of the Dead was yeah. on there, which Type I, of the Dead, Typing of the Dead. I man. remember my friend Ryan Dreamcast fucking title. like we were at a sleepover just midnight and he just fucking pulls out the keyboard. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Oh, and it's just <laughs> That's so sick. Is that how you I, learned to type, Brian? No, because I'm not so good at typing. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking awesome. I would have taught typing, me to be but... fucking amazing, yeah. I, I bought a Dreamcast working at the store and it's like the only console and collection of games I've ever had to offload. Um, cause I was just broke. I was flat broke sure. in grad school and like, this is the least nostalgic I am about them, but I had soul Calibur and skies of Arcadia and Sonic adventure Two. No, you just said Sonic adventure. Of, 
Sonic Adventure. No, no, no. Not Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure 2. Because there was Sonic Adventure, and which became Sonic Adventure DX on the GameCube. That's but then right. there was Sonic Adventure 2, right. which became Sonic Adventure 2 oh, Battle I with see. the GameCube. I see. Thank you um, for clearing that up. That actually which means, means that you awesome. didn't you didn't get to hang out with the uh, the the ch- the, the chow ch- the chaos the chow the chows. Chows. I just chows. Chows. yeah no that was the game the chows, portion yes. yeah. I always imagine like that is that the battle portion you guys are talking <laughs> about when you can like sumo chows together when they just kind of loosely flop against each other and you no one really knows how the I'm, controls work uh I think I don't know what the battle po- I, maybe there was like a like a normal battle one I remember like Dude. the character select screen where you could choose Metal Sonic or. I know it was on, I know that, I don't actually know, but I'm reasonably certain that the soundtrack stayed roughly the same between the two, but the only, added the only fucking battle I had was the battle not to scream fucking City Escape every chance I could because my head would never get it out, like, it was stuck in my head forever. I have, I just bought a Rolling new car and have See, like, already played that song on full blast in the new car. <laughs> the, that entire album is good, by the yes. way. I know because you could go in the GameCube one, at least you could go into the settings and just listen to the music from it. Yeah. City Escape, uh, the, there's the Biohazard Lizard song, which is really yeah. cool, I thought. And then the song right at the end, Live and Learn. Live and Learn, oh, baby. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Live and learn. I also you wanted know? to shout out Pumpkin Hill Zone. I was about Ooh. to say, yeah. the, 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 Ooh, the, the Ka- Chaos Emeralds the, rap. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking... I always Man. imagined it was Knuckles rapping, but... Yeah, me too! It's <laughs> pretty rad. Yeah, I like that. I'm pretty sure it was not. <laughs> really? <laughs> pretty sure You're they pretty mentioned sure. Knuckles by name. So, uh, the next thing I wanted to do really quick is kind of walk us through some, like, just fun shit. If you're into retro video games... Um, things that I think are ridiculous and I wanted to share with you guys that I uh, that I thought was funny. Okay. I think how I got into retro video games before I got the job at 8-Bit, which is what it was called then, uh, it was through the Game Boy Advance because they ported a ton of Super Nintendo games onto the Game Boy Advance, yeah. and that's definitely how I got into it. And I want to talk about the Super Mario Advance series, which was a variety of re-releases uh, of... 8-bit and 16-bit games onto the Game Boy Advance. And here's how the here's how it goes. First there's Super Mario Advance, which is Super Mario Bros. 2 from the NES, released Uh-oh. as the first in this one. But Super Mario Bros. 2 in the United States is actually the third installation in Japan because the second Super Mario Bros. was deemed too hard for American players, so this thing came out. And then in All Stars, the real two became lost levels. In the American release, Super Mario Bros. Lost Levels. But that has nothing to do with this series, because then we get into Super Mario Advanced 2, which is titled Super Mario World, colon, Super Mario Advanced 2. So now we've jumped right to oh. the Super Nintendo. That's the second in the Super Mario Advanced series. Then it seems to start making sense. We're good. Okay. Super Mario Advanced 3 is Yoshi's Island colon super mario advance 3 which is one of the last titles released for the super nintendo because it used the super graphics fx chip and is the is the sequel but prequel to (laughs) super mario world because it's baby mario and yoshi going around having adventures and then super mario advance 4 comes out which is the third (laughs) installation of the american releases of super mario on the NES, like four oh. games before the game that was re-released as three. It's Super Mario Bros. 3. Sorry, this, oh the, my. this one is Super Mario Advance 4, colon, Super Mario Bros. 
three. No. So I just want to read all of the titles to you really quick. Yeah. Super Mario Advance. No colon, even though it's just a re-release of Super Mario Bros. 2. Super Mario World, colon, Super Mario Advance 2. Yoshi's Island, colon, Super Mario Advance 3. And then Super Mario Advance 4, colon, Super Mario Bros. 3. No. No fucking rhyme or reason (laughs) to it. Just fuck it. People will buy it. Dude. (laughs) Nintendo was still kind of experimenting with what can we get away with you know with re-releasing games how much do we have to pretend that it's a different thing i can just see the 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 wally people in their chairs like (laughs) zooming around nintendo (laughs) office (laughs) they had a time of their fucking lives i don't have it in front of me but there is a similar that a similar situation happened with final fantasy when it was coming out in america where it was like final fantasy one that we know that released was Final Fantasy four in Japan. And then they mm. like, they it fucked up a bunch of shit there. I don't want to speak out of turn because God forbid we do that on this show, but yeah, like they just completely fucked. Don't send us stuff. We're going <laughs> to, it's going to ruin it and we're not going to be able to figure it out. <laughs> I do know that it, the reason that Final Fantasy jumped off of Nintendo, because the first three were released for the super Nintendo Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. the first one was maybe NES. I don't remember. Uh, but the reason they jumped ship and with the release of Final Fantasy VII went to the PlayStation is because Nintendo decided to continue using cartridges. And yeah. like, there's an argument to keep using cartridges. There's no loading screen on a cartridge versus like a disc where you have to search for the track. Uh, like mm. the, the the that's what that unit of memory is called when it's encoded sure. onto a disc. It's the the mm-hmm. track. Uh, where you the disc has to physically turn before it can be read versus like if you have an EEPROM cartridge like the N64 or things before that, it's right there. It just pulls it right off. That's why Nintendo has oh, gone okay. back to using a cartridge for the Switch. It's super fucking fast as a mode of storage. It's just at the time you could do more complicated stuff on a disc that like hold the... video and complicated audio versus like the N64 where they you still had very cartoonish polygons and... Um, you couldn't do a lot of um, video clips. I remember there's a Neon Genesis Evangelion game that was only a Japan release that my buddy has, oh, which is incredible, okay. which has video clips from the anime on it, and it looks <laughs> like shit because it was from the N64. And like, oh, yeah, this yeah. this pushed the limits of what you could put on the N64. Yeah, those the, the uh, cartridges fascinate me because the old consoles, when you, when you plug it in, you're actually extending the motherboard of the console itself. Yep. So you're adding more computer to a computer when you Whoa. pop in one of those cartridges. Yeah, so wow. it's not like a separate storage device or anything like that it is fully more computer and huh. just the the old systems in general are really interesting the reason that nintendo had like the different color palettes for different enemies and shit like that is because they literally didn't have enough storage space on the device to hold additional colors <laughs> or uh, um, d- additional data right yeah. so they would have to be like okay we can store more colors we can't store <laughs> it's more very like, easy to store the palette swap of these guys so we're just gonna yeah we're just we're out of memory we can't make oh, can't make the game <laughs> With new, with new enemies. You see the the fact <laughs> thrown around every once in a while, like someone will have an i like a, a screenshot of an iPhone photo of the first level of Super Mario Bros, and they will rightly tell you that iPhone photo has more data in it than ben- the entire <laughs> game of Super Mario Bros. Um, by like a lot. Yeah, by like not a small margin. Oh yeah, 
uh, man, there was one one of the uh, one of the Mario games. I, it was like World or Three or I. I've never been able to track the numbers. Uh, there was a glitch you could do, where if you jump in the right like places, you you glitch out the game so bad that you can actually start altering the 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 memory that's stored on the device, which means you can actually start fucking with the code written to make the game in such a way where you can actually start to code a completely different game just by moving Mario what? back and forth and having him jump. Uh, so somebody did like a full, well, a few people doing different stages together made a whole like on, on hardware version of Flappy Bird where it's, Using like the oh. cheap cheeps from the Mario game and the pipes to like like doing it. It's, oh my um, god! Actually. It's within Super Mario World. That's a famously easy game yes. to in the oh. first two or three levels like really fuck with the code of. Um, it's that level. If you guys played it, you know when Monty Mole is popping out. There's sure. a very easy sure, way sure, sure. to okay. fuck with that because that's a complicated thing to happen. There's an animation, everything's moving, and then an enemy comes out. There's a new sprite, so that's a really easy place to fuck with the code. <laughs> of that game. And that's usually where people begin to fuck with it. Um, speaking of super Mario bros, this week is a cool moment for super Mario brothers because someone has beaten a two year record for speed running super Mario bros. Wow. Uh, for the last two years, four minutes and 55 seconds, four minutes. Whoa, whoa. For beating wow. the entire game was considered like, <laughs> this might be it. We know, or like people guess, that four minutes, 54 seconds, and 26 milliseconds would be a frame-perfect game, uh, charting it out mm. frame by frame. Recently, uh, someone beat the record. Someone got to four minutes and 54 seconds, and they did it at four minutes and 54 seconds and nine... Uh, sorry, four minutes, 54 seconds, nine, four, eight milliseconds so like that's how precise people have to track this now that he only shaved off about a millisecond but he did it by exploiting a glitch that someone didn't know because people are still fucking with this game and it's like it's just one frame different on one jump on world eight where he manages to shave off a hot sack but yeah so it's one of those like things so every time little, yeah, like we're getting to the records where people are like, we, we're just not sure if human beings are capable of getting any better at this. <laughs> we're not sure if human beings are as smart as we thought they oh. were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that happened pretty recently. So that's on YouTube if you guys want to watch Congratulations that. Congratulations uh, to it's them. That's fucking, fucking bananas. bonkers. Yeah, right. That is, that is the anxiety alone keeping me up inside. Well, he's just I would about freeze it, like, any speed i would i would restart a speed run eight times because i would go i i would start no wait and wait, i'd be like no. oh no oh i didn't like no no my hand i didn't like nope. the hand Ooh, feel on the oh, controller mm. i'm gonna start again i'm starting again i'm starting again like <laughs> i didn't mean to do that i didn't mean to do that i didn't yeah exactly oh i went oh god i just oh hold on i'm in just... the shop right now i don't need to be in the... no, no, no 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 i gotta go wait, no i just want to have one more turn one more turn to the point where you don't even move mario and like you know what i'm sorry just i'm just gonna restart i can feel that one i can feel it yeah you know you just gotta shake it out shake it out shake it out this is completely sad this is just to Hori's point before i don't know why this made me think of that but you if someone intimidates you with the putting the the quarter on the machine some big dick energy 
thick just so that anybody everybody know. knows that's not an intimidation technique. Those are like the, <laughs> the, the rules. respected it's, it's and it gentlemen's I'm rules. You're and... like you were yes. like I don't like this. Feels like chaos and anarchy and weird. I I don't know why, but my call of the void level response was just you should just take their quarter and put it in your pocket and keep playing. And every time, just until they fight you and beat you up, you just go thank you and you put it. In your I pocket. see. I thought you were gonna say you just grab the coin and pop it right in the I machine right and keep it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you took my quarter. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> it's what, just, quarter? what quarter? <laughs> All I see is a credit. <laughs> keep oh fucking playing. Um, but the uh, those glitches in Mario do get me thinking about one of the things I loved about these retro video games is that there was always like more secret stuff to find. Like, yes. I remember it was the big thing in Goldeneye. It was always like, there's another secret level, man. All the secret levels you know about, there's another there's secret more. level somewhere. <laughs> You gotta glitch it, and then you can go like into the silo with the Russians, and it leads you to another secret level. <laughs> so fucking funny. Well, it's like uh, one of those one of those hidden things is the character sprite from you in the original Red mm. and Blue. So yeah, that's a classic example. The reason, yeah, everyone, we all had the schoolyard. Oh, it's underneath the the car in um, Vermilion City or whatever the fuck you know yeah, people said. Sure. The reason that. It was a myth is because you there is a way to glitch your an encounter in that because there's no data that would lead to an encounter of that uh, okay. Pokemon and all the data that's there is just a sprite and that's literally because they had that many bits of data left like on the last day of the project like yeah fuck it throw the uh, throw the last sprite in why not fill it to the top you know and so like when you get there the game has to like just fuck so much other data in there to make it like reasonable because like i don't know how you got this sprite up but we gotta fill it with a lot of other shit right now (laughs) it just i imagine the game just panicking that you've opened the door that was supposed to be locked for like doesn't have a lock on it and it's like how are you oh okay 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 okay. um uh we'll do this and we'll do that and it's just like here, yeah. here you go, and it's like I, I wasn't supposed to be in here at all, was I? What, yeah. what was it about you had to like talk to every person no. in the entire world, and then so the way to actually start the encounter <laughs> is there's a door between Lavender Town and Celadon City. There is a space where you can kind of avoid a guy and go into a door, and there's I'm wrong. There's a you, you have to go around Celadon City and come back. Like so, instead of going from Lavender Town to Celadon City through this door where you're gonna get the encounter, you come around from the other side. So you gotta fucking just do everything out of order. Come around the other side, and when you come out of that door, immediately press the start button, and you'll trigger the encounter. Press the start button and fly to a different location. And when you do, the encounter has been triggered by the trainer. (laughs) But because there's no data that fills in this encounter that no longer is there at the right place, the only non-assigned like encounter data is from you. So that's how it comes off. So it's literally a, a, a bit of information that's disconnected from everything else on there right. and because they're like oh cool so you have something that we can't account for well we have this unaccounted for thing and that's how you trigger the encounter we'll just put it right here while <laughs> it, can it's... you can you fight Mew or yeah you can fight and catch it and fucking around with it, it your game doesn't like it because again like <laughs> it doesn't happen it has only the sprite <laughs> information for it man i gotta be honest lavender, t- lavender town still scares me dude that's it's, it's haunting 
the the soundtrack and then all the fucking creepy pastas I've read about freaking lavender town. Fuck it, the uh, the Pokemon Black version, the black yeah. cartridge. Yeah, that's the. There's also creepy pastas about like the music making kids kill themselves oh, and shit. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I just, you're just like talking about. It. I'm like, I'm creeped out, dude. Yeah, I don't like. I'm I love Lavender Town, but like it creeps me out. Yeah. <laughs> also, all those dead Pokemon. Also, all That's those dead. Oh, God, in the comics of you know, just no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Pokemon's not dead. It just fainted. You can always bring it back. Go to Lavender Town. Yeah, Michael Ferry died, and I'm died. I'm in mourning real hard right now. It's just oh my god, oh my god. How many Pokemon have I killed? How many are dead in the grass that I left there? How many Pidgeys are just little pigeon pops on the road? I roasted so many. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that that's that is what I had. Okay, like scheduled out for us for the for the questions. The last one I wanted to leave you guys with was if there was any questions that you had, like anything that you kind of wanted to know about retro video games that maybe, maybe I might know offhand. I did do it for a living for like two I years. <laughs> How many copies of Godzilla 1998 <laughs> were sold on UMD? And It's amazing. Uh, where do was, I go to burn them all in effigy? <laughs> there is exactly one. On no. record, ever having been sold, and I owned it. Hopefully, <laughs> that's wrong. That sounds incorrect. No, there what? was a there was a way. Um, no, don't there was a, no, no, talk there was, about there was, UMDs uh, through the whatever you call it, the headphone jack. Um, there was a specialized connector that Sony sold. It was a headphone jack to RGB that you could play UMD through the television from your what? PSP, but Sony That's never sold so a standalone silly. UMD player. So if yeah. you want to play UMD on a television, you have to do it through a PSP through this <laughs> Sony exclusive <laughs> add-on peripheral that sends it to the red, white, yellow, you know, cord. Let me, cord. Uh, let me just, let me translate. Let me simplify that. Uh, the, the process you just said, if you want to play a uh, UMD on a television, Go to a hospital and get professional help because something's wrong with you, my guy. <laughs> what is what is the the both the rarest and the most expensive game for for sale for resale in the retro world? I'm not sure total. I can kind of give estimates on uh, depending on the console. Um, what are like, like the heavy hitters? Like yeah, yeah. Chrono Trigger. If you can get one on like the American release uh, of Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo is usually up there. They're usually about two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks. Um, that's again, that's unboxed. Um, that's oh, just the cartridge. Okay. Um, prices always fluctuate because it's depending on what people are buying them for is what determines the value of them. Um, there's a okay, bunch of Adam like Smith if, fucking hitting us with. The, you know. Well, is it like if, uh, if people uh, will buy stuff that they? <laughs> Is it like if a new Chrono Trigger game is coming out, they'll want to buy the original? Yeah, that'll drive the price up a little bit. Um, Some things will stay at a value because they're a popular series. Like Pokemon games will always stay at a value, but they're never going to shoot up because they were super available. I was going to say, I find it incredibly bizarre because they make the same game every other year. People love it. Fucking rate they uh, they do. The most valuable video game franchise of all time. I sure, I 100%. That makes complete sense to me. I bought sword recently and i'm like i'm ready to turn this in this doesn't i don't like never did i never all. did sword yeah, and like, shield these very excited <laughs> for that open world breath of the wild style one in feudal Sinnoh, though coming out oh? next year i don't what? yeah check out that fucking trailer bro it's um it's you pledge like, yourself to a 
Pokemon Shogunate, and you're like, I'm here. No, to... but you're you're Wait, discovering all. You said the Pokemon. feudal. Oh, that's why now everything else. No, is it not is. Gonna it sound it, as it good. takes place in feudal <laughs> Japan. Um, so it's it the the gameplay they show is open world and like the original Pokeball, and you're trying to discover all of the Pokemon available in the Sinnoh region for the first time. Your starters are Cinequil, Oshawott, and I forget what the last one is, but it's like it's a mix of different series because pokemon there were old yeah. pokemon there before the Sinnoh when you play it in diamond and pearl it looks super cool like they're okay. trying to do something different and i respect that that is nice i appreciate when they do that the yeah. one um actually it wasn't even necessarily something different but i did because i did want to briefly mention fighting games even though i didn't really have a my first foray was like fucking around on marvel vs. capcom 2 on somebody's dreamcast i'm pretty sure at a certain point or might have been a playstation or xbox but like the point being um so i had like tangential i was like yeah cool these are fine um pokemon stadium which i will technically count as a fucking fighting game in this regard oh my fucking god so much fun with that shit like oh yeah i know that the multiplayer on pokemon these days is like this insane meta of like there's a lot that goes into it but like just having Pokemon Stadium was so much fun because you just, just get seeing to them in Polygon in 3D yeah, for the first time. And you need to time. beat the shit out of your friends. Like you get to <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Like the the other games that are super valuable, um, the easier ones are like anime games, like anime RPG, JRPGs for the PS1, like the the hmm. real weird ones that they made like I don't know, five hundred or a thousand copies of. Is Earth? I was gonna say, is Earthbound? I feel like it's Earthbound available super at this valuable point. for the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay, okay. You get a cartridge of Earthbound, that's super valuable. Okay, um, okay. Right up there with Chrono Trigger. That's what I was thinking. Immediately when you said RPGs, I went Earthbound because it's fucking if weird. You're the kind of person who's buying things, though. Careful. There's never been a English translation of one of the Earthbound games, and it's one of so the most popular it, things <laughs> to like sell for shit. Like, like. Uh, homemade translations like they put bombs ah. on carts and sell you the cart because you can take you can take any old cart as long as it's not a game that requires the super fx chip and just put another game on there Oof. so long as it's not greater than whatever they eprom that they put in that chip ah, Jorge, okay. when you were talking about how the old carts literally expand the motherboard of that game the super fx chip games uh so the original Star Fox. um Yoshi's Island, and I think there's one other one that did it. That one, in addition to expanding the motherboard, added a different graphics chip that was held mm. in the cartridge. That's what the Super what? FX chip was. Oh and like, you know, and then Nintendo loves doing that kind of shit, like getting the extra memory that you had to put in uh, to play Donkey Kong 64 the or Majora's pack Mac for Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> <Majora's> <laughs> Mask, yeah. And it made a few games run better, like Excite Bite 64 and a couple mm-hmm. other games. Like it wasn't necessary, but it made them. I think Turok was the other one that like perfect. Nice. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Turok. Required it. But yeah, yeah. That the I love the okay. idea that each game is a computer part itself that is put in rather than just like a like a disc. Yeah. I um, also want to sh- shout out uh, Dark Rift, I think is what it was called. That was the fighting game that I played for N64. Fuck yeah. And also Parappa the Rapper for PS1. Dude. A demo Parappa that I played one time. the Rapper. The one with the little red beanie. Kick punch. Yep. It's all in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, got some copyright protection uh. stuff that's super fun because that shit's great. Um, piracy protection, some of the cleverer no, it's awful. solution. No, no, no. I mean... 
they never work. They oh, never sorry. work. <laughs> sorry, but it's it's no, fun it's to see to... the clever solutions that yes, they come up I with. I love that um, shit. One of my favorites is the Nintendo GameCube game spins in a different direction than any other disc ever sold. And that that's it. That's the entire piracy protection. Because <laughs> you can't, oh, you know, wow. no computer has a thing that spins that counterclockwise. The always, so that means all the game data is put on backwards <laughs> to that's how so like you would sick. take it off in a normal computer, which is why GameCube is famously difficult to emulate. That's so funny. Yeah. Man, GameCube still makes me fucking nostalgic for a few things. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> get me get me my hands on one of those again. Yeah. Get my grubby little paws on a GameCube. <laughs> yeah, the the PS1 disc. Oh, I'm trying to remember. There was a clever one with that. It was about the sizing of the sizing of how they laid the tracks on. That mm-hmm. there were things outside of the readable area that you needed only a PS1 disc component. It's time to like another clever physical solution. Yeah. PS1 piracy. Oh, that, uh, that if cool. a grain of dust touched the CD, it would stop <laughs> working. Completely <laughs> shatter it and it would fall apart and not be able to do anything. Yeah. Did you hold it outside of that jewel case for more than one second? See you later. Done. Was it <laughs> done? <laughs> Good luck game. finding Buy one disc game. three of Final Fantasy VII again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, no. Yeah. Um, um, the only but there's yeah. some the 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 RPGs that came out for the PS1 were never what made it super popular, but it was some of the coolest shit that came out. Like four or five disc JRPGs with giant yeah. anime segments that would just play at the the resolution that was available mm. like on TV at the time. <laughs> like, it's fucking incredible. Granted, weebs weren't nearly as numerous as they are now, but Man, if someone had like, something like that, be incredible. I, I feel like Seven popped a lot of fucking weeb cherries. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. that was a big, like, foray into, like, that kind of got people into the water of that sort of thing. Yeah, to get some of these, though, you would need to know someone. You need to know a retailer who knew about the game, had a way to get it from Japan, and then didn't get a Japanese import, but got the <laughs> English version of the game, which were made on a limited run into the united states like that's that's one of the reasons why they're so fucking crazy um but that's yeah that's 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 what i got guys that's what i got for retro video games for like an initial discussion there yeah cool so on the on the topic of retro video games are we friends i would say yeah pretty pretty fucking reasonably like this is this is the nice trip down fucking memory lane of like, I have to get a copy of, I'm pretty sure I have a copy of WWF No Mercy, which yeah. is like the best fucking wrestling game that's ever existed. I don't care. Well, there's a couple on PlayStation two that would like to disagree that are good contenders, but like it's the fucking gold standard. Yeah. I would, I just want to play all these games again. Yo, Bri, for you and for other people who are listening right now in Stevens city, Virginia, there is a drive-in movie theater, which is doing a UFC event. Um, so if you want to go to the drive-in oh. to watch a UFC fight, they're doing that event. They're on Facebook. It's called the Family Drive-In in Steven City. I was on their Facebook We're not today. sponsored by Un- Unfortunately, their website, they forgot to renew the domain. Excellent. Because it's a dead oh. link. Right Excellent. A-plus. But it still exists. I went there last year. I watched Jaws there last summer. It was awesome. Um, nice. So, yeah, they're Very doing cool. that. Um I like my fights to be fake, Taylor. I don't like my real fights that could hurt people. See actual broken knees and jaws. I just hearing someone get their fucking leg kick checked and fucking 
smash their leg apart and lay there and go, well, the guy won because the other guy's leg fell off, basically. <laughs> I watched that happen multiple moments that a man will never walk unassisted like, again. Just, yeah, like, fuck, man. So For me, it's just not it's not dramatic enough when it's real. Real, real is, al- is always like... There's definitely drama to it. It is a different kind of... Like, you have to know... On some level, you have to know, especially with, like, grappling in the ground Brian, game stuff. Yeah. Brian, one of my favorite Uh-oh. movies is The Great Mouse Detective. It's pretty great. There is not enough drama <laughs> in not real drama fighting, in real I'm telling you. You're right. No, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. like I'm a child. Speaking of drama, before we dip, guys, I know we already... We did the bit, but I did have one segment for us. Um, it's a it's a whoopsie doodle whittle moment. Okay, it's not really a whoopsie doodle whittle moment, but I didn't have any other segment to put it in. But I wanted to oh. tell you guys specifically. It was about, and I never ever do this. I might just cut out that and not put the theme song in, because and I'll just have it cut to you saying, "I have a whoopsie doodle moment." Actually, it's not a whoopsie doodle little moment, and you're just gonna fucking talk. I it's never talk you. about dreams. No one likes to hear about them, but this is the only one that I thought would be worth it because it was a motif. I had like <laughs> six dreams last night, and in every single one of them, Big Bird flew <laughs> at me. Every single dream, I woke up in a cold sweat having been flown at by Big Bird. Dude, Dude that's a lot of birds. I'm not, like, not scared of birds. Yeah, it was. It was. He didn't have bigger wings or anything. It was Big Bird, and you just see him from the front coming at you at speed Flying. in flight. It was Dude, haunting. You really, you really shouldn't have talked about it because you're definitely going to have more, have more of it, about yeah. Big Bird now. Just uh, wake up in a cold sweat and yellow feathers come out. I'm like, this is no dream. That's <laughs> weird that you mentioned that, man, because I just spent a bunch of time today instead of working reading about the Muppets. <laughs> Dude, I was I gonna say I'm I'm reasonably certain I remember someone just saying, "Yeah, Big Bird's nice and all until he's coming towards you." Like I, it was some light, and I'm just like, "Fuck." <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, also, not not last night, but the night before, we played Jackbox and uh, the role play game. Big Bird was one of the options. <laughs> we all picked our friend this Chris is, to be Big Bird. This isn't good. I don't like the. It's feel. a lot of Big Bird flying it doesn't around. Doesn't feel good. It's a lot of Muppet Big Bird shit. Now I'm just I'm yeah. staring at Jorge's screen because I there's the only place with a visible window and I'm just waiting for a yellow figure to get closer <laughs> and closer and smash Dude, if, through. If Big Bird did like the like the just peek his head in no, from the side. Please. Well, I'm imagining because you have a, a glass, a set of windows and a glass door behind you that you just kind of see it from the distance. Like, what what's that? And it's just a just like, dive bombing Big Bird like a like an eagle in flight. <laughs> And then my video cuts out before you exactly like this, <laughs> like the scan lines oh, come on and yeah. shit, like VHS. Oh my God. You, know? you only see like the the one flash of Big Bird's <laughs> face up close to the camera before it fully. It, yeah, when it falls to the ground at the Dutch <laughs> angle and it cuts in for like you see a wing or something cuts out. <laughs> so anyway, that those were my nightmares, and it was they were all oh. normal dreams. They didn't become nightmares until <laughs> Big Bird <laughs> flew at me. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I was skeptical, but this yeah. is wow. worth it. Yeah, that was... You're so right. I wanted to share that one with oh. you guys. Oh, fuck. Oh, my All right. God. Okay. I... Whew, I have been your power-up mushroom of a co-host, Taylor. I have been your game shark, Brian. And I'm still Jez Jorge. And we will talk to you 
next week. One, two, big birds coming for you.